Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Cash Call, back again. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis, you're welcome. We're back. Right, Brian? That's not air. Absolutely, Dale. You know, like we were talking about in the green room, this is one of my favorite 30 minutes of my entire week. I just love doing this show. It's so much fun. This is our gift to you, time, uh, Alex. Alex Montalvo <laughs> chatted in. He's a he's a constant fixture. You know, Brian and I were actually just plotting in the game a uh, green room about making this a proper podcast where we actually re-record these things, produce them, and then publish them on a regular schedule. So, uh, you know, I think why don't you guys chat in? Let us know if you think we should do this live. Actually, the people who the or if we should do it pre-recorded. Which I think is kind of a dumb question because the people that are live right now on Zoom are the ones who are like, no, I'm here live. Why would you pre-record it? Uh, but a lot of people listen to this. And I think that, you know, Brian and I could probably knock out some better content and do a better job of post-production, um, you know, to make it more poignant or funny or whatever, you know. Yeah, we're definitely off the cuff and, you know, and that's that's part of the beauty of it. But there's also beauty in, in having a little more preparation and a little more... Uh... I don't know, systematic. How about that? We I talk about systems and models all the time. And our model has been Dale and I are good enough to do it off the cuff, but maybe we're gonna improve it a little bit. So yeah, maybe we try to be more professional. Who knows? <laughs> Speaking of professional, I have a call for today. Um I'm gonna jump right into it. So uh this is one of our students, and uh she has some really good, I'm not gonna say objection handling because objection handling in my company really is asking questions, right? And so we're going to get to hear of a couple of good examples of her asking questions. <clears throat> However, we're also going to hear her <clears throat> doing some telling. Mm -hmm. And I think she does it ahead of time and it wasn't necessary. And I'm going to talk about those kind of things. And then I'm also, there's one section in here where there's this thing that people say, potential buyers say that really just drives you nuts. And I'll play that one today and we'll talk about it. Sweet. Okay, so let me go to share my screen. Let me know when you give me a thumbs up when you hear it. Hello, this is Kate. How are you doing? Good. Good. I just wanted to give you a call. Um, you've reached out to us at one point, wanting to buy a home uh, around this time of year in the Granbury area. So I just wanted to call and see if that's something you were still interested in doing. Now, uh, the <clears throat> I feel like the intro was a little bit kind of, you know, hemming and hawing a little. However, these two both have a southern accent. And so if I'm if I'm running it through the East Coast sales trainer filter, I'm saying <laughs> I think they're OK because they're on the same page. Being somebody who's for, uh, lived in Arkansas for a long time. Is that OK, Brian? How does this pass through the filter? Yeah, I mean, you know, if I'm going to be really nitpicky, it's probably a seven out of 10. I want to come in into every call and I don't always succeed on this, even as uh, when I'm doing sales myself, because I still do sales. I want to come in on every call with extreme confidence on the front end. And it didn't I didn't get I got I'm OK. I didn't get I am the most confident person on the planet. And um, so and that's a that's nitpicky. But but yeah, if you, you know, if I was looking for some improvement, just be stronger, be, be yeah. very confident when you come in there. I think she sounded, I think the agent sounded a little apologetic. Mm -hmm. And 
I was checking with you as my my only Southern influence here on the podcast to say, was that the right amount of apologetic or too apologetic? Yeah, I, and, and I don't like the apologetic. I'll just be honest. It's not what I like. Um, it does work more in the South than it does in the North, as as I am a I'm a Yankee. You know, the, the old joke is what's the difference between a Yankee and a damn Yankee? And I used to say I won't go home because uh, that's that was kind of the joke in the South. But uh, I moved to another state now. I fixed that problem. But yeah, so don't be apologetic. And again, okay. it wasn't it wasn't horrible. Like if every agent did this, it would still be OK. I'm just nitpicking a little bit all right so the structure of the intro was fine it's just the uh yes. apologetic tone got it all right let's keep going yeah you know it's it's always there that we do want property and then um but more you know like land like at least two acres or if not three or four we always want property there two or four acres uh and i think in the way she's speaking means yeah, it's kind of a persistent thing we've been looking for. Okay. Okay. Um, so got some acreage. Yeah, and but also at a good price, and I just know that right now it's not the best time to be buying either. Oh, what, how do you say that? There. So this is where you start to hear our training, right? Uh, you know, yeah, but now I know it's not a good time to buy right now. And <clears throat> she said, oh, what has you saying that? So great job. She asked a question into it. And that's a lot of, go ahead, Brian. I was just, I'm just agreeing with you. Like so many people go into immediately, let me tell you why you're wrong. I love that she went to, oh, well, tell me a little bit more about that. Why, why do you feel that way? Or where'd you get that? Yeah, perfect. Thank you. That is yeah. ideal. That was good. Now let's keep listening. Well, with the, the, the interest rates and the, just watching the prices of the homes, you know, just going on Zillow and watching that. I've gotten mm -hmm. so busy and kind of sick, too. So it's just kind of oh, like, well, no. we're not, we're... all right. So, so far, we've gotten interest rate prices uh, and I've been sick, too. So now I've got three elements against me, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see where this goes. And of course, you know, she's going to do some empathy and then we'll see what she does. Yeah, we're in no hurry, but it's it's, you know, the want, the need is still there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I've been hearing that a lot. You know, I have heard that interest rates are looking at coming down. Now, here's the thing. She starts telling you here saying I've heard interest rates are going to come down. Listen, she's going to go on a whole telling spree. Um, with that, though, you know, the house price then just goes up. <laughs> so it's kind of finding that balance between uh, the price of the property and the interest, the current interest rate. Um, so kind of balance yeah. it goes up and uh, I see. So here's the thing. The agent sounds intelligent. Mm -hmm. my very. Issue with, yeah, very. My issue with this is that <clears throat> the agent is telling she's not learning anything. The woman has already sort of given us the kitchen sink of objections, right? Which is, oh, you know, we're always kind of looking, but, you know, we haven't found anything, but the need and the want is always there. She said that. And then she said, but now is not a good time because prices are too high. Interest rates are too high. I've been sick. Uh, and so, you know, me as the salesperson <clears throat> sitting back rather than trying to tell her why she should ignore the interest rates or why the prices aren't too high. Instead of doing that, uh, when you hear things like this, just sit back and think to yourself, hmm, all right, 
So we want and potentially need to buy property, but we think the prices are too high, the interest rates are too high, and we've been too busy. Got it. So how important is it to us to actually buy in the first place, right? Why would we want to consider buying uh, if it's if there's so much hair on this, essentially? So that can just really turn into your line of questioning. And you can even say those things back. Yeah, hey, got it. Yeah, prices, interest rates, got it. Yeah, and busy, that would definitely get in the way. So, you know, given all that headwind, why would it still be important to look at property and potentially find something that you want to purchase? Just ask the question. And here's what I actually wrote down. I just was taking notes because I know we, you know, I get talking and then I forget what I'm going to say. But uh, want and need, that's what that's where I want to go. Yeah. She said, I have a want and a need. Yep. Do you know what the want and need is? I don't. Me neither. And unfortunately, and I don't know, I haven't listened to this call, obviously, I don't know if the agent knows her want and need. What's the best way to overcome an objection? Want and need. Because, you know, for example, if I've got a house that's got a 2% interest rate and people are like, well, you would, no one would ever sell a house with 2% interest rate. They would if they have a want and need. Yes, so, would. you know, we've, I've purchased stuff that I, that, maybe wasn't the best deal because I had a want or need. I bought a, a set of PXG golf clubs. And those of you know what PXGs are, that was my 50th birthday. They're expensive. I had a want. Now I could have said they're too expensive. I can wait for them to come down, I, but I had a want. And that overcame the fact that it was a little bit more expensive than I probably would have spent. Again, it was my 50th birthday. So that was that, but you got to understand that's what's going to overcome your objections more often than not is all the objections go away when you want or need something enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so um, agreed, right? So she should have really continued down the line of questioning rather than doing all this telling. So let's hear where that ends up. Yeah. Yeah. The positive on there, though, is that uh, with interest rates, you can always refinance at a later date and get that lower interest rate when it drops. Can mm -hmm. always do that. Now, this is something that a lot of trainers are teaching right now, and they have been teaching it for the last six months. And that's all well and good if the conversation, if conversationally, the prospect is ready for you to introduce that concept to them, or if they want to move forward and it's just that one thing holding them back around the interest rate. But we just heard, a, we heard a grocery list of things in the way, right? So I don't think that we're ready in this conversation to drop that. And you're going to hear how it just falls on deaf ears. Right. And if I was going to start handling these objections, I'm going to start with the um, illness one. The reason being is I can overcome an interest rate objection. I can overcome a price objection. I can't overcome an illness objection. <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, hey, I'm in the middle of cancer treatment and I'm not doing anything to that's over. That is what's called a condition, not an objection. And so sure. I want to know if I'm dealing with an actual condition here. I'm so sorry to hear with what's your health. Are you on the other side of that by now? Uh, now, by the way, I, I really hope you are. Yeah. I want to find out where she's at with that, because, again, I can't overcome that. It's kind of like I can't overcome this objection. I have seven dollars in my checking account. I can't overcome that objection. It's, that it's condition. a condition. That's a condition. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, great point. That with the, the house yeah. price, that's going to stay the same. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So if you are looking at um, doing something 
you know, I know I'm in real estate, but they always say, you know, it's better to buy now, refinance later for that better well, interest rate. And I, yeah, I agree. I think we're both shaking our heads because we are two minutes into this conversation. <clears throat> this prospect has given us a grocery list of why she can't uh, and zero on the list of why she needs to or wants to. And this agent just tried to close her to buy property and overcome the the interest rate. So she sounds good. And I feel like any sales manager would be like, great job, you sound amazing. And she does sound great. But the application, the timing, it's not right. That's what I was shaking my head about, probably you too. Yeah. And again, this woman gave us some stuff to work with. We're two minutes into a phone call and we're closing an objection. I don't even know what she's interested in yet. Right. Exactly. Well, two and, to four acres of land in Granville or Grand. Okay. Grandville, Fair enough. Whatever. I get that. I didn't know. I don't know a house. I don't know a price range. I don't know a motivation. Six W's, right? Who, what, why, where, when, and how. Dale and I teach that all the time. I know. I know almost what. Almost. <laughs> Little what? Yeah. Enough to start a search in your MLS is what is what you have an idea of. Agree with that too, but you know, like I said, we have our home here. My daughter got moved into a place where they're renting, but it's not. You know, they got to get their, get on their feet. Um, gotcha. But um, they the list good. just keeps the list keeps getting longer. It's going to keep getting longer. Listen to this. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Military, so they're both. You know, oh, they relocated wow. and. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's just, you know, having to start new jobs and stuff like that. So they're not going to really qualify yeah. for anything right now either. So now the salesperson's going to ask a good question, but I want you to hear what happens. Gotcha. So you're wanting to wait until they're able to move down there with you. Well, no, kind of, that would be the ideal thing, but too, I'm also, um, I saw something in Boyd that looked like it was like in Boyd, Texas, but I didn't look it up. Which way? Where is Boyd? She totally changes the subject. <laughs> she didn't confirm or deny that they were going to move in with her or move with her at all. Right. Uh, so initially she says they just got out of the military. Um, they need to get jobs. Uh, they won't qualify for anything now. The salesperson asks, got it. So are you waiting, wanting to wait for them to move with you? And she totally avoids the answer. So there is a, a, a just this list just keeps getting longer of the things that are in the way of this woman making any, taking any sort of action. He's a professional objector. He's a professional <laughs> objector, I would say, yes. <clears throat> so I would say that this, you know, salesperson, um, this is a tough one. Like you, you just have so many. But as you pointed out, if you go back to want and need and you focus back on that again, because if, you know, sometimes there can be want, if there is no need, nothing's going to happen typically, right? So is there a need? Uh, is there a want? How strong is it? Where is it motivated from? And just getting some kind of clarity around the story, I think would really ha help a lot. Yeah. Now, I, I want to say this. This feels like even handled perfectly, this woman's maybe not ready, but we don't know that. Yeah, I, so. I, I, I get, well, let's play this. Now here's the problem. And this is why I wanted to play this. This is the part that gets crazy confusing for, for salespeople, myself included. So let's go to here. When we talk about, is she really ready or not ready? Not really. 
looking right now. It's not the great time. We've got, there's just too many, too much things happening right now, too much commotion. Mm -hmm. So, and, and we'll probably not do anything for another year or two. Okay. But like if, like if something did fantastic pop up, you know, like if we were a friend of ours just had some property in, in Granbury actually next to him that mm -hmm. they were selling, but they were asking too much and we're like, we decided no, yeah, it was. Yeah. So that's the crazy thing, right? She's like, too much going on, laundry list of why we can't, probably won't be a year or two, but if something pops up, you know, we could, uh, we'll make a move on it. Like, isn't that frustrating? Really frustrating. Really what she's saying is, I'm not going to give you anything to work with here. If a perfect thing comes up, then I'll buy it. By the way, I want a really good deal. I want the interest rates, but it, it feels like she doesn't have any need. I don't know that she doesn't have any need. You know, it's, I, I think, I don't know if you say this or it's just, I've heard it someplace else, but, you know, it's the right person, the right conversation at the right time. And I'm not sure that, that this is any of those things, to be honest, you know? Yeah. Um, we, we follow up though. So, you know, in this situation, what I'm going to try and do is build some rapport get on her team, say, hey, I would love to be the agent. I understand it's a year to two out, but I would love to be the agent when that happens. I'm going to set up a, a system where I'm going to follow up with you occasionally. That way, when your situation improves, then we'll be able to do that. And that way, you know, we'll make it easier for you. I can be your point. I'm all these different things just to see if I can get her to stop objecting without me even asking questions because she's just throwing objection after objection after objection. And I, we haven't even closed it all yet. Yeah. You know, part of that um, I think also comes from the fact that, you know, we as salespeople oftentimes forget that when we're talking to prospects, it is an adversarial interaction. Mm -hmm. It's not adversarial for us. Usually sometimes it is, but for the prospect, it's almost always adversarial. And I like to joke when I'm teaching students, I say, you know, the only person who ever forgets that we're a salesperson is us. Nobody ever else ever forgets that we are salespeople. And it colors the conversation. It does. Yeah. So it, it, it elicits just by virtue of us being salespeople will elicit objections. It will elicit uh, opposition. And so when you hear things like this, uh, especially when you hear them like that, uh, I tried to almost talk them out of it, right? Talk them out of the buying process, talk them out of the selling process or talk them out of doing something in the first place. And that might sound something like, yeah, yeah, that, you know, sounds like there's a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, uh, issues around you guys making a move. It sounds like it probably just makes sense for you to stay put and not move. Uh, why would you want to move anyway? Right. And then you see if they start then telling you the real story about why they need it or how it makes sense for them or how they could actually execute on it. Sometimes that works too. Yeah, that's a, we call that a takeaway in sales. And, you know, that's what Dale's doing. He's, well, I guess this isn't for you. Well, what do you mean it's not for me? And that's the, that's the psychology of a takeaway. You know, I used to do that all the time. And like, well, you know, it sounds like now is not a good time for you to buy. It sounds like uh, you're going to have to wait for interest rates to go down and, and, and house prices. I, I honestly, I really hope that that happens for you because 
it doesn't seem to be indicated in the next couple of years, but you know, my crystal ball's broken anyway, but the experts are kind of suggesting that's not going to happen. So I hope whatever your situation is, it, it clears up for you. You know, little takeaways are very, very powerful. You tell somebody they can't have something, do that. Now, I will say this, when you're going to do a takeaway, make sure you're in good rapport because it can piss people off if you're not. Yeah, I think it also depends on how you do it. And I, what I'm suggesting is if this lead presents with a whole bag of no, just then take it away from them. Just accept it. Just be like, hey, you know, sounds like no is the right answer. How about that? And then see if they switch their story. Agreed. Yeah. Love it. Great piece um, of advice. What do you got for us, Brian? So I've got a call that is interesting and I like how the agent handled some of the things that come up. Uh, I wouldn't say she ignored the client in a good way, but she managed to jump over a couple of hurdles that I think oftentimes agents screw up. And uh, so I, I just like to, yeah, I'm just going to, that's about as much as I want to give on that. But uh, yeah, let me share my sound because that way I remember to do that and I'll just go ahead and play this. All right. Let me know when you got a thumbs up. I can turn it up if need be. Hello, hello. Hi, this is uh, Realtor.com asked me to give you a call. Were you trying to get some information about a property? I am. Awesome. Do you know the address for the property? Uh, just one second. I can pull that back. Pause. Now, we've talked about this before. As the salesperson, you want to preface by saying, uh, Realtor.com asked me to give you a call, but they haven't sent through any property information yet. Were you looking to get some information on a property? Just put it in there because this caller is totally amenable to this concept. But then there's kind of rude or annoyed callers like me who are going to be like, what the hell? Like, I submitted it. What do you mean you don't have it? Why do I have to figure out what it is? I already submitted it to you, right? So they'll get cranky. Um, she didn't, but that doesn't mean the next person isn't going to get cranky about it. So try to take care of that. You're muted. We don't have your sound, Brian. You know, this is the <laughs> pre-recording we'll do is then we can fix that stuff. So we didn't, uh, you know, we fixed this in our team so that now that, that that they always have that information in front of them. But yeah, I love uh, that because it's occasionally where that's not going to happen. And sometimes people are calling about a specific property and do have questions about a specific property. And it's valuable to have that. You know, Dale and I teach that you don't need the property. You can just go into discovery. But um, yeah, watch how she handles this. It's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Um, it is. 1059 Main Street, Gentry, Arkansas. What were what were the what was the street That's number part. again? I'm so sorry. 1059. Okay, did you have any specific questions or were you guys wanting to like book an appointment to check it out? Well, I wanted to find out first if there were already like offers being put in on it, um, because I really don't want to compete right now. <laughs> at that price yeah. point um if there hasn't been a ton of interest on it then i would absolutely like to see it okay cool now what 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 do most people do in this situation when it's not their listing they go i'm going to call the listing agent and find out right yeah listen yeah exactly listen. let's see what she does yeah so it's only been on the market a day i don't know if you saw that like it literally just came active um yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, let me ask the seller if they've had any offers um, and I can I can get back to you with that. If you guys book an appointment, would you want to go like 
today or would you want to go on like Friday? So love that. We, you know, we're like, okay, let's make the assumption that you're going to want to see it. And then I did a slot close, which I thought was great. Yes. Yep. Um, either. Um, oh, you have, I, you have yep, plans today. I got plans. Um, so I guess Friday would be the soonest we could do it. Friday? Okay, cool. So uh, let me ask the seller if they've had any offers. You know, it is like the holiday. So, Pause. I mean, things definitely don't. Pause. She did so good that I don't think she even needs to come back to once they booked it. She doesn't need to go back to, I'm going to ask them if they have offers. Those people already forgot. They've mentally moved on to seeing that property. She could just roll right into discovery. Yep. Stop. <clears throat> but they do slow down a little bit. You know, people are distracted today and tomorrow for sure. Um, right so before. I'll find out for sure just to make sure they don't have anything in hand. And then I can get an appointment booked for Friday if they don't. Um, would morning or afternoon be better for you guys? Either. Either is fine. Either one. Okay, cool. Do you guys live in Gentry? We do not. We're in Rogers right now. Okay, cool. I live in Rogers too, but I actually used to be a high school teacher in Gentry, so I'm just familiar with the area. So, Are you guys looking to relocate there? Uh, if we can find the right house, yes. Cool. Really, okay. we're looking anywhere in like the northwest Arkansas southeast missouri area right now okay do you just want to be under the two hundred thousand mark is that like a goal for you guys um the budget is one hundred and ninety thousand is the absolute max so it has to be okay. under that okay awesome 190 is the absolute max and then this is three bedroom is that kind of what you're looking for as well yes and just to be clear um because we had one issue with one person so far um, we do have a realtor, but she is out of town for the next week. Um, Here we go. So if we find something, she will put our bid together. Um, but she recommended we reach out to um, whoever was handling the property in order to try and get it shown so we can at least see it. Awesome. Yeah. Who, what, who's your realtor, if you don't mind me asking? Do you know what Cheryl's last name is? I do not know Cheryl's last name. But oh, okay, that's okay. I was just going to try to connect with her just so she knew that I talked to you guys and just let her know what we talked about. But So the rest of the call, you know, whatever, that's just kind of garbage. But um, I like the front end of the call. And then, of course, it went sideways. And honestly, probably not much the agent can do about that and not really the point of the call. But uh, she did a great job right up to the point where that went to hell in a handbasket. Yes, she yes, did a great job did. on the front end of that. And I would say, I don't know about you or how you're, what your feelings are around this. Uh, when they said, hey, we do have an agent, she's out of town, she suggested we contact the agent representing the property, right? Which, first of all, if you're listening to this, never tell your clients to do that. You or someone from your office or your assistant or your friend needs to reach out. If you want to connect them to the listing agent, which is dangerous, you can do that if you can't find somebody else to show that property for you. Um so try to get somebody else who's who's friend who's a friendly uh, to do it. If you have to connect them to the listing agent, you can. Uh, I don't know your state laws, but in PA, you may not be protected if you do that. Um, but here's what I, I would do, Brian, or what I would train in that instance is to ask them if they've signed a buyer broker relationship agreement with Cheryl. I would too. And, you know, it's a fine line because 
you know, when the person tells you they have an agent, they at least knew her first name, you know, because that's that's OK. Like, I'm not sure everyone remembered my last name that I worked with and they still knew who I was. So I'm not offended by that. Like, you know, if I, I got a realtor. What's their name? I, I can't remember now that you're now you're my client. Um, but ultimately, they knew her name. And and so I, I would go down the same road. So it sounds like you're committed to Cheryl. Have you guys signed any any paperwork with her? Yeah. Da, 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 da. OK, well, unfortunately, then um, I am not the listing agent on this property and you'll probably need to reach out to them and or you can go and go and try and try and win the win that person i, I don't know in this situation if so, i would have tried to win or not so for me if they have signed in my state if they've signed a buyer broker relationship agreement we're done i well, i can't we're done i can't represent them i can't help them uh yep. if they haven't signed i might make an offer it to i might do something like this i might say look i really appreciate that you like cheryl you respect cheryl uh, I don't think it was a good idea for Cheryl to tell you to reach out to other agents while she was gone. If you are okay with this, if you really want to see this property, I'm more than happy to show it to you. If you decide that you want to purchase it, I would represent you in the sale and Cheryl would not be representing you. If you're interested in that, I'm happy to offer that service to you while she's away. And okay. I would see what they said. And if they said, no, thank you, then I would probably go look up who the listing agent is and give them the phone number and name of the listing agent and tell them to be very clear that Cheryl said to give the listing agent a call. Yeah. And, and, and again, I, I can't express in my opinion, how unprofessional, I don't know Cheryl and thank God we don't know her last name. So we're not talking bad about anyone. Cause it, who knows it's really unprofessional what you're doing there. You're basically saying I'm going to go on vacation I'm still going to get paid. Everyone else should do my job for me. Right. I'm sorry, but that is unacceptable in my world. And if an agent on my team did that once, they would be educated. If they did it twice, they would leave because that is just, it's just unacceptable to say, say that that's the reason that you work at a brokerage. That's the reason you work on a team. That's the reason, you know, other agents. I mean, even if you don't have somebody at your brokerage, call a friend for the love of God, but don't, just assume that everybody else should do your job for you. Sorry, I'm a little ranty about this. I get so irritated by this stuff. It's it's just not fair to the client and it's unprofessional. Yeah. And, you know, beyond that discussion that we're having, look at the problems that we're having right now with lawsuits and all sorts of stuff. And if you think about it this way, look at it from the consumer's perspective. Wait a minute. So my one person that I can talk to at that brokerage is out of town. So I can't go and see a house that I really want to see. I'm prevented from shopping for and potentially purchasing the thing I want because the one agent I get from that brokerage is away. Right. So it's not a good customer experience or, uh, you know, no. consumer experience. And so we got to figure out a better way to take care of this stuff. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, me saying that if I couldn't turn them, I would put them in touch with the listing agent. Really, that's just to try to improve the consumer experience so that they at least get somewhere and they get what they want. Whether Cheryl's yeah. commission gets protected or not beyond that is not my responsibility. No. And, and another question you could throw in there, Alex asked how we handle this. We're kind of talking about it. I, you might throw in, hey, uh, you say you mentioned Cheryl. Out of curiosity, what's the benefit for you of working with her? Who knows? She's a nice lady. Okay. 
And so you get in a fine line because what I really want to do is say Cheryl's unprofessional. Cheryl's doing a crappy job. Cheryl's leaving, hanging you out to dry. But I'm not going to do that to another professional, even if I think they're being unprofessional because I don't want to do that. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really disappointed that agents are doing this because we all get to go on vacation. And when you go on vacation, make sure your clients don't have to work their butt off to go see a house. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And, and have to jump into the shark tank and try to figure it out themselves. Yeah. So excellent. Well, great call, Brian. All right, everybody. We are over time for today. Good to see all of you again for cash call. I don't know when we're actually going to switch to the pre-recorded stuff, but we will let all of you know. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Good seeing you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.